failing. Perhaps the actual explanation for why many procrastinators don't change is they have no reason to alter their approach. It effectively works for them. Nevertheless, sometimes successful people who procrastinate experience shame or guilt about their task completion style, or the judgment of others leads them to feel that way, even though they are not inclined to change their style of doing things. I could not write a book about the motivation to get things done without recognizing my readers will differ in what motivates their interest. Surely, some sections or chapters will captivate your interest more than others. The emotion of interest is one of the helpful innate tools that we have at our disposal to motivate task completion. Yet our experiences lead us to differ in terms of what activates it. Therefore, I have written the book so that, if you prefer, you can skip around to sections that greater engage your attention or skip over sections that do not interest you. In some of the chapters, I am prominently wearing my professorial hat. In others, I use my voice as a clinician. And on occasion, I am simply being human. In any case, I hope to resonate with you emotionally. Some people are excited by theory or details, whereas others are not. Given those differences, you will find endnotes for most of the chapters that include research and speculations for readers who are inclined to seek further information. The first chapter provides an overview of what is covered in the book, including an evident example of a deadline-driven procrastinator, a task-driven non-procrastinator, and a couple in the midst of attempting to navigate their divergent styles of getting things done. Chapter 2 describes some of the unique characteristics of deadline-driven procrastinators and task-driven non-procrastinators. Some of the characteristics of procrastinators and non-procrastinators are contrary to common-sense expectations. You may find yourself solidly identifying with the behavioral descriptions of a particular style. However, if you determine you do not have a dominant task completion style, much like being ambidextrous, you may want to consider the elements of each style that may work best for you. Chapter 3 was written with the goal in mind of conveying what emotions are and how they operate. Learning just a little about the underpinnings of motivation can help you make use of the system that guides you. If you are interested in understanding why you become anxious around tasks to complete, you'll learn in Chapter 4 why anxiety can be a great friend, perhaps even a personal coach, when it comes to getting things done. If you are aware of fearing failure when something must get done, that information will be found in Chapter 5. There, you will discover why you should fear failure, more specifically, how shame anxiety can be highly motivating. However, if you are most interested in what drives people to achieve and why successful people tend to be perfectionists, then you will be drawn to Chapter 6, where you will discover what motivates the pursuit of excellence. Perhaps you are most interested in problems that exist in your relationship with someone who has an approach to tasks that differs from yours. Then again, maybe you just want to deal with your annoyance about the way other people do things.
Since navigating through conflict and learning from differences is important in all relationships, the information provided in Chapter 7 may positively alter your interactions with others where motivational-style differences can otherwise become a source of conflict. Chapter 8 provides some specific ways in which you can optimize your motivational style, and they are summarized in the troubleshooting guide found in Chapter 9. The final chapter has to do with the influence of emotions in general as you look back on your experiences and move forward. The opinions in this book are based on surveys and interviews I conducted with professionally successful people who procrastinate and those who do not. Further speculations and conclusions are drawn from my nearly four decades of practice as a clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst, as well as from my work as a professor in a clinical...